You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Inside the Locker Room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. And good morning and welcome in to a Thursday edition of Inside the Locker Room. 205-342-9904. We got Noah Haynes behind the glass. He'll get you in and out of the show with us this morning. Twitter at Locker Room 109 at Barry Sanderson at Wimp Sanderson 1. The email address for the show is wimpandberry at yahoo.com. When you download the Tide 100.9 app, there is a chat uh icon i guess you would call it up in the right hand corner you put your information in and we've been getting those on all the shows so uh send those if you would like to do it that way also uh 12:30 a.m. wtbc uh on the am dial if you want to catch us on the am before we get started we want to thank a great sponsor it's that time of year again the honeydew list is growing and the projects are adding up the time is right to build that new fence deck pergola You've been dreaming about, and there's no better product than Yellowwood brand, pressure treated pine. Yellowwood offers the best protection from rot, fungal decay, and termite attacks, so you know your project will last for years to come. Head down to your local dealer, and always remember, Noah, if it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, you don't want it. All right, uh, kind of. Kind of a slow week, but good show yesterday. We got JC at 7.30. No football game. No Alabama basketball will start on the 6th. I think they have a scrimmage uh, this Sunday against Wake Forest. But uh, a lot going on with the NBA going on last night. And uh, the college football is taking a little bit of a break here locally, but there is a big game down at Auburn. How are you doing this morning? Uh, doing okay, Barry. Um, Dusty Baker um, has retired. It's only, uh, not much news you said. Uh, I, was, I shouldn't say this ugly, but I will. But my baseball people who I've talked to said he's uh, been retired for years. So um, anyway, put, leave that as it is. Anyway, he's getting out. Whatever he was uh, doing was working. That's right. Uh, Michigan State. Michigan State. Michigan, pardon me. I'm sorry. Michigan uh, had a $15,000 budget for, that, to, for people to go look at players. They had uh, three thousand dollars for travel and tickets. Uh, they were involved with forty games, uh, ten. Now this is all from the Washington Post, so it's not from me. This is hearsay, and you, you get a, you can't believe half of what you read or half of what they write. So I, I, it's just I guess news because Barry and I have talked about it. A lot of games involved. Let me just say a lot of games, a lot of seats involved. Um, and that everybody ought to understand this, that the fouls were open for every coach to look at. Well, of course they were. That's what he went for. For every coach to look at, the coach that had that game, the coach that was the defense coordinator, and the defensive people looked at, looked at, uh, the other team's offense. The offensive team looked at their defense. Of course, of course he looked at the fouls. That's no secret. That's what they, that's what they did it for. So, that's the Washington Post. I think the be- biggest in- interest that we, we have a lot of question marks uh, before I get to the blue plate about uh, 
how Georgia will do without uh, Bowers. Uh, Oscar Delp, the ELP, is somebody who's supposed to be a good player that they hope will come in. That won't be him, but it'll help some. I was really interested in, uh, because people are always saying, well, you didn't have a good year, what this picking stuff. Uh, CBS, uh, one of the things here, without the line, without the line, they were 62-11. and 11. With the line, they were 31-28-2. <laughs> so not much better than me or anybody else. So anyway, um, I've been trying to study for the blue plate, and I'll give it at the end of the, end of the show today. Uh, kind of gotten down to two games for me. And um, CBS says take the one I thought would uh, – I, I listen to that. But anyway, we'll talk about the blue plate and Barry can – what he wants to say about it later on. But anyway, Barry's right. There's not a whole lot to talk about. Um, I, I will say this. Uh, oh, I'll save it till, 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 till one of our guests calls in, and then I'll, I'll tell it. Okay, that's it. I want people to call us um, and tell us. I want you to tell me. We, we, we pretty much have come to the conclusion that Michigan is guilty of this, all right? So they're, they're guilty of what is being reported, in my opinion. Yeah. Now, I know you're innocent till proven guilty, but if it looks yeah. like a duck and it walks like a duck, what is it? No, it's a duck. All right, so I want people to call me. What should the NCAA do? What should they do? If, if this is true, they've had this elaborate, uh, call it whatever you want, cheating scheme, uh, whether it's helped them win a game or not, I, I don't know. Nobody can prove that. What should the NCAA do? Uh, that should they suspend Jim Harbaugh? Should they kick him out of the final four? Cause they got the poll coming up here in a couple of weeks. Uh, what should they do? I think there are a lot of people, including one goober that are after Jim Harbaugh as they can. After they doing anything they can to get him, they don't like him. I don't know why, but they don't, you know, get people you don't like, and you're a writer and you're a broadcaster, and you try to bust people. Um, I think that we need to find out what the president and the athletic director say, and if if they say yes, we did it. Yes, we shouldn't have done it. All those kind of things. Probably to the extent that I'm reading it this morning, uh, I would say they they should not be allowed to to, to be in the in the four. Now, is that a going to be a you know I don't know how long it takes the NCAA. Is that going to be a Big Ten? To see, what should the Big Ten do? Yeah, I don't know. There, there are two there are two theories on the NCAA to start with. The first theory is that the NCAA works very slow in what they do. So, therefore, the season will be over and they will nail them next year. And that could be possible. That's very possible. The second theory is that Baker, uh, I can forget his first name, uh, the new NCAA president, uh, wants to show the world that uh, he means business with the NCAA. And if you do anything that he thinks is wrong, he's going to nail you. And so, therefore, he's going to push to try to get something done about it now. Those two theories are out there. And I don't know which theory is, is correct. It would have to be a lot of meetings uh, by infractions committee 
uh, where they would take a year away from Jim Harbaugh as far as coaching, um, half a year, stuff like that. I think it's a, it's a question that, that you know, it's, it's kind of like us trying to figure out about a football game. It's a speculation question and uh, and a good one. And I, but they, they could suspend him. They could suspend him for a year because they, they have a mad on for him. And uh, there are some people that would love to get him. And his team is very darn good. So um, uh, I, I don't have I, – I'd rather wait and, and see. I'm, like, I'm not trying to avoid your question. Uh, see what the president says and also their feelings on it because the president's gone to the AD. Well, I think the a, lot, a lot of people – Go ahead. A lot of people didn't realize this was a rule. And they, well, that's not that big, didn't they? They didn't realize it, it's even a rule. Even Roman Harper didn't know it was a rule, but yeah. it's a rule. Yeah. I mean, it's complete. Yeah. It's it's right in the. Well, room. they knew it. They knew it. Yeah, Co- so. coaches knew it. You know, they would they're hiding it out, but they had a, but they had it in their budgeted. So they, if they budgeted for that, the athletic directors are blank. Yeah, you got compliant. <laughs> if they're budgeting it, then yeah. there's a lot of people to blame there. Yeah. All right, uh, let's get to the Yellowwood Hotline and get Bryce into the show. Good morning, Bryce. Guys, if they cheated and did it, they should get – why should they get to play for the uh, Final Four? They should – you know, that's my personal opinion. Everybody's got one. I think they should be out of it. They take yeah. it out of the final four. Oh yeah, and 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 uh, and not it's fine. And they gonna do nothing because they just gonna pony up and, and take some scholarships. What they away. don't need to do is take as long as they did with this FBI thing. Like I think Bill Self floated around for five six years. Will Wade got to coach another. It just takes them so long. Uh, so if you go by, but I think this. I think the NCAA feels like with the NIL and all that the the horse has gotten out of the barn and, they, and they're going to start ruling on things that they can now. Uh, and, and they're going to make an example of them. Yeah. So you think no Final yeah. Four, Bryce? Well, yeah, and uh, lose some scholarships and uh, you know and uh, and the thing goes, they find out it's deeper and worse than what they thought. They might need to vacate some wins. You know. Yeah. You know, because the only way they're going to stop this stuff is. Just putting the hurts on somebody. Now, you know? if, you, if you're they're the, gonna make an example out of them. If you're the University of Michigan, Dad, uh, do you think the administration? And I don't know the answer to this, and neither do you. But do they really love Jim Harbaugh? If not, it's a chance for them to fire him with calls and not have to pay him. Uh, are they in love with Jim Harbaugh? Over there, probably are, aren't they? They are. Yeah, so they're going to they protect. Are. They're going there, to protect. There are people that don't, don't care for him, and there were people that don't care for Nick Saban. It's just the way it is. Not many, but there are people that don't care for you, people that don't care for people. And if they're in authority, they could put that out there. That's not going to happen, I don't think. And the problem with me is that the infractions committee is a little bit lost half the time. They're, you know, they've got people on there that really don't know the rules themselves. That's what bothers me. You have anything else, Bryce? Yeah, I'm coach. Uh, I want to tell you, I've still been riding with Liberty. They, they had, uh, they only covered, only, they're, they're only not covered, but one time this year. But they, yeah, but they I, won I, every I game. Yeah. I'm yeah. still riding with them, you know, with my friend, uh, that I bet, you know, for fun, you know, uh, riding with them. I've been picking Liberty, so, uh, I friend, appreciate you turning me on to them. Is your friend paying you, Bryce? 
Uh, it's for it's for a stake down the end of the year, Barry. Uh, it's just it's just a friendly little wager. There you go. But I wish I'd have been putting money on them a hundred each game, boy. I'd, I'd have been on top on go. that one about five hundred dollars. But um, don't forget to bust cowboy when he calls in, Barry. All right, I get it. Thank you, Bryce. Hey, any hey, I talked to my uh, nephew the other day. That I told you the one was going to the baseball camp. Mm-hmm. I said, do me a favor, Tucker. Don't embarrass uh, me and Wade's any Auburn stuff down that way down at Alabama. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> we'll see. Thank you, Bryce. Your daddy said he, he would make sure he would, didn't do that. All right. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Bye-bye. All right. We'll take a break here. You guys give us a call. What should – I'm going to let you be the NCAA. What should they do? Uh, I'll be – they usually don't act that fast, but it looks like it's pretty clear-cut what happened here. Royal Cleaners – they want to make life easy for you. They'll come to you, pick up all the cleaning, get it cleaned up, deliver it right back. 205-391-0034. If you want to drop off, University of Little Art, Bridge Avenue, North Porter, 4851 Rice Mine Road. Those beautiful golf shirts that everybody's wearing now. Uh, you don't want to put those in the washer and dryer. You want to get those professionally clean. And Royals, it, Royal is the one to do it. 205-391-0034. You're listening to Tide 100.9 and 1230 AM, WTBC, the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, no wrecks. Minor congestion on McFarland eastbound through Northport, Alabama 171, slow at US 43, and Scotland heavy at 69. These are some super deals from Townsend Nissan. Two, four, six, eight, up to $10,000 off select Nissans. Go see them. They're your friends in the car business. And I'm Captain Ray. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. The new business will be opening this weekend in Tuscaloosa's Midtown Village. The fast-growing Chip Gourmet Cookie Delivery Company is all set to open its very first store in Alabama. And Alabama super senior gymnast Luisa Blanco punched her ticket to the Paris Olympics, becoming the sixth gymnast in Crimson Tide history to participate in the Olympics. And tap our free app to get the details on the Estelle May Blanket and Toiletry Drive coming in November. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Another warm and dry day today. The sky partly to mostly sunny, the high 82. Tonight fair with a low at 61. And for tomorrow and Saturday, partially sunny both days. Highs in the low to mid 80s between 81 and 84. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 63 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Where the season never ends. This is your home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and screaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. Yellowwood, pressure treated pine from Great Southern. When you're going to build the deck, the pergola, the uh, you want to build it to last? You want to use Yellowwood? Go to yellowwood.com to find a dealer that's closest to you. Uh, I saw last night the Charlotte Hornets knocked off the Hawks. Brandon Miller, uh, came off the bench, hit two big threes in the fourth quarter, uh, scored 13 points, uh, had, uh, three rebounds, two assists in his first game and a win. Uh, they won 116-110. Now we're talking about Jim Harbaugh and what the NCAA should do. Uh, let's get to the Yellowwood hotline and get Tom into the show. Good morning, Tom. 
morning, Barry. Good morning, Coach. How are y'all? All right. How are you? Mayor. Okay, Tom. Uh, what did you say about Brandon? Uh, this last night, he had uh, 13 points and uh, three rebounds, two assists, hit two big threes in the fourth quarter. I and saw those uh, they, on the highlights, but the, I didn't know the total. They beat the Hawks 116 to 110. He came off the bench. He did not start, played 20. Five minutes, went five of nine from the floor, three of seven from three. Uh, so, solid game for his first uh, NBA game. Yeah, not bad. Uh, I, I just uh, I hadn't had time to look up how the rest of the kids did. And, yeah, Clowney uh, didn't play. Uh, I think he's, you know, I think he's a little bit young, probably not quite ready. I did look up Sexton. I think he did okay. Came off the bench as well. So, um I didn't, didn't look them all up, but I uh, did look up those main yeah, ones. I'm, yeah. I, I, I'm, uh, I'm glad that we've got players in the NBA, so uh, I'm more incentive for me to watch. But yeah. Anyway, uh, the, uh, the I wanted to weigh in on the uh, Michigan talk. Sure. If I could. Yeah, please. Um, but I would point out, you know, uh, when people say, and Coach, I, I don't mean this critically, but something to think about. When they say that the NCAA can't move fast, well, they can when they want to. And and my example is Cam Newton. And uh, but but I still go back and say that Commissioner Sly uh, was so wise in the way he handled that situation uh, with one of the members of the conference, and and he essentially told the NCAA. He said, "I tell you what." This is in my words, but this is essentially what happened. He said, I tell you what, he said, if you got something on Cam Newton that's hard evidence, let's see it. And then we're going to talk about suspension. But if you hadn't, you better be ready to go to court. And I mean, we're going to go to court hard over this kid. But if you've got evidence, you better produce it. And they withdrew that uh, suspension on uh, Cam. And he played, and and they were trying to be funny with uh, with Auburn, and they were in the run for a national championship, and uh, and they were they were acting off of rumors about uh, Cam Newton, and uh, but uh, Commissioner Slide he 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 put them on the spot and made them react in the way they should have reacted, and I admire him for that, but he was a very intelligent person, but. I don't think they should do anything that's hardball. This is stupid. Coach is exactly right. This is nothing but a vendetta against hardball and, yeah. and because of some of Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. No, go. Keep going. And nothing but a vendetta against hardball because this goes back to while it was COVID and some things he said uh, against the Big Ten and all like that. And, uh, and so I, I believe all this is rooted in, in those comments. Tom, okay. Tom, how is it a vendetta against Harbaugh when they blatantly broke the rule? All right. Well, I'll point this out. This rule came up for debate again in the rule committee year before last. I, I think it's what is every other year that you uh, the rules can be. Talked about being changed, and uh, but whatever year the debate was open, they 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 put it to a vote by the coaches, and uh, and it it was a very slim margin 
of how it, it that it, it maintained uh, itself as a rule. Very slim. A lot of division over. I don't, I don't know. Which, I don't know what you just said to be true. I know there is a committee that they bring, okay. I read it that they bring rules up, and there's a group that that votes on it. So it's not like every coach in in college football well, I or whatever, votes on the committee. Yeah, what whatever. So okay, so they still <laughs> since the mid '90s, you have not been able to scout in person, uh, and it was kind of a cost saving measure. I think a lot of guys are flying and a lot of programs can't afford to do that. So it's blatantly clear. It's bla- it's a it's a clear cut rule. You cannot go and scout in person. You cannot video go in video. You cannot go in person. So how I just don't see how that if you completely break the rule how that's a vendetta against Jim Harbaugh. They broke the rule. If you didn't break the rules, we wouldn't be talking about this. Well, and, and and two, I think two, it goes beyond just just uh, uh, the football thing with this the guy that's involved. I can't think of his name. What is it? Uh, whatever his name is, the intelligence officer. He had Sports Illustrated reported yesterday that he had written a five hundred and fifty something page document. Uh, they called it a manifesto of how he was going to go about doing his business and eventually take over Michigan football. Now, we're dealing with somebody that is obviously something else is at work here. Now, I, I, I don't want to go into the, the ins and outs of the CIA and the intelligence community in this country, which everybody and their brother knows is warped. They're liars. That's what they're paid to do. And this guy, I don't know about this. This is something that tells me that he's off the deep end. Hmm. Uh, that would be like somebody breaking the law. They clearly break the law. And they want to put them in jail, and then they say, well, they got a vendetta against me. They just want to get me. Well, you broke the law. You broke the law. So they, they don't want to get – you gave them reason to get you. Dad, do you see it the same way as Tom? Is this a vendetta against Jim Harbaugh? Well, I think it's got partly that way, yes. I don't know fully what it is, but I think partly it is. Oh, that's right. That's exactly right. How? How could y'all even say that? How do you even say that? Well, I think, I think, I think, the, I think it has to come out before, before, we, you know, we can make a total decision. But Tom calls in, right? Tom, um, away away from this now because we're fixing, you're fixing to hang up. So I, I ask you this because you can't look it up. Today is Annette and my anniversary. Happy anniversary, Tom. And I want you just to guess the number. One, one, guess, one guess, one guess. I'm going to say 62 years. How many? 62. Okay. All right. Thanks. Appreciate it. What was it? <laughs> <laughs> is it 65? <laughs> is it? Yeah, 65. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, Coach. I'll say this right here for you. Uh, that is an accomplishment beyond anything you ever coached. <laughs> yeah, well, 
anyway, I, I, I didn't want to get on here and yak, yak, yak about that, but I felt like for Annette's sake, I need to at least say something. Well, I, let me, can I tell her happy anniversary and sure. uh, congratulations. Yeah. She's done a great What have you done for her this, <laughs> what have you done for her this morning? I'm ta- doing it for her tonight. What are you doing? Taking her out to eat. Have <laughs> you wrote her a nice card? Sure. You got her some flowers? Flowers. No. You know flowers. You know flowers. Here's some flowers. Chocolate. No, if I get chocolates, chocolate, I'll eat them. Yeah. Thank you, Tom. Thank you. Although, I don't, although I don't agree with you, but thank you. That's fine. <laughs> well, Dad did. Uh, so uh, we got Jason texting me. He said, NC shouldn't do a thing. They have no power. He's right. They have an issue with Harbaugh because he didn't participate in the investigation the last go around. You guys killed me. They have a vendetta against a guy. He broke the rule. If he didn't, they didn't break the rule. Nobody be talking about this. He played a part in this, right? I mean, if he's over the football program, he's responsible for everything that happens in the in that building. When they go recruiting, he's responsible. They're taking him with him. He's got the $10 million contract. He's responsible. How do y'all say this? How do you even say that? <laughs> well, that, I, that, I, I, I'm just I'm saying that. What you're saying right now, Jason, is what's wrong with America today. People yeah. get out and do all these things wrong. And then Boy, now, and I'll tell you that. I agree with that. that if, if we put more people in the electric chair... We wouldn't have all the problems we had last night up up in Maine. Yeah, you got to stick the juice to them. Somebody does something completely wrong. I, agree they, I think that's they, a little different for then me. They but. stand and yeah. they hide behind things, and yeah. you, know, you did it. You you broke the law. You broke the law. Uh, the police wouldn't be coming after you if you didn't break the law. So then we're all over the police because they're coming to arrest you and you're disrespectful to them. Well, don't break the law. They won't come over there after you. But, uh, and, and they I was going, I wanted to bring that up today. That's exactly, but we let, we just let people, we've had people off killing people. It's unbelievable. Jason, I'm disappointed in you. Very disappointed in you. <laughs> uh, to say that's a vendetta. Then don't break the rule. You're over the football program. Two men in a truck, they're at 13. 30 Martin Road East. That's where you go pick up your boxes, your packing supplies, whatever you need to make this a smooth move. It's local, out of town, out of state, or you just need stuff moved up and down the house because you're getting ready for the holiday season. 205 247 5050 is two men in a truck movers who care. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks, but traffic is picking up. Congestion on 69 at Union Chapel, Lurling slow southbound into downtown, and 43 slow southbound at McFarland. If you see other conditions, give me a call. These are some super deals from Townsend Nissan. Two, four, six, eight, up to $10,000 off select Nissans. Go see them. They're your friends in the car business. And I'm Captain Ray. It's back. You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry. Only on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Yellowwood, pressure treated pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, then believe me, you don't want to. I get right to the Yellowwood hotline. He's the owner of the Big Spur.com. Got several podcasts. Joins us every Thursday. 
Uh, J.C. Sherbert. Good morning, J.C. How are you, sir? Good morning, folks. Good to be with you guys today, as usual. They're getting me heated over here this morning. Yeah, you go ahead and ask that question. Start off. They're getting me heated here. We got people Uh calling in and Dad's even agreeing with them. No, I didn't agree. I said the AD and the AD and the president got to talk about it. People have a vendetta against Jim Harbaugh. I think they do. Well, they, they, but my point is in this situation, if what is all being reported is true, and it, yeah. there's no reason they broke the rule, they, they broke, broke the, the rules. Rule, so you have to pay. It's not a vendetta yeah. against yeah. Jim Harbaugh. I know. If he broke the rules, uh, JC, if all this is true, which it is, uh, <laughs> what should the NCAA do? And if, or do they have a vendetta against Jim Harbaugh? And you can well, say they do. What should they do? The question is, JC, should they knock him out of the Final Four? If you can prove this is true, I think you have to. <laughs> See, uh, JC is so smart. He's just like me. That's, his, well, that's what well, I said, too. I said, well, I mean, I, it's unfortunate. But look, this isn't like, oh, we paid players and we're just the ones that got caught. You know, <laughs> uh, like like we normally have. This is like cheating. I mean, this is real cheating. Yeah. I mean, you're not, you can't, you obviously can't do that. And, you know, it, it gives you a competitive advantage. I mean, you know, and look, here's the crazy thing about it. Stealing signals is not illegal. Like, if you're good enough to yeah. watch the game, and, and Clemson, Brent Venables was really good about this. Uh, and they'll actually admit it, you know. Um, they, if you're good enough to watch them on TV and watch the film and pick up the signals and you know what's coming, hats off to you. Sure. But yeah. You sure. But there's a that. reason why you can't put, send people into the stands <laughs> exactly. and videotape it and, and, and have 11 games worth of scouting, you know, or, or whatever, or at least a full game. And then time, you can't time for you to play them and, Oh yeah, we know what's coming. You know, now is there a vendetta against Jim Harbaugh? I think I think you're right. I mean, I think. Thank but you. I, I don't Thank think, you. Thank you. But I don't think that this necessarily. Yeah, you're right. Like, this is just so. I mean, this is what the NCAA is for. Okay. This what is do they do? Did they have one coach or several? Do what? Did they have one coach do it or several? Well, they yeah. had one. Well, one of these grad uh, an analyst or whatever. Yeah, I know who the guy that did it. Yeah. And he's kind of a funny guy. He's a Marine Corps. Well, uh, he can work in his office. He can work in his office and look at your film and decide what 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 you're doing. That's nothing wrong with that. No, that's not what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, but he had people with cell phones in the stands, zeroing in. <laughs> I mean, that's a little egregious, guys. I think. And then this is this. I mean, you know, and this guy, he's he wrote a Michigan football manifesto. Somebody pointed out the other day. On a talk show I was listening to, he's like, uh, is, 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 is in Chicago? Because the Chicago people are going crazy about it because they want Harbaugh to come coach the Bears. And so they're like, well, if he gets caught doing this, should he coach the Bears or should, you hire, uh, should they hire him or whatever? Uh, and so they were like, so, so they found out this kid or this, 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 this analyst that's heading all this up, uh, Stallions or whatever his name is, which is a great name for a guy like this, <laughs> by the way. You could have written this better. Uh, he has a Michigan manifesto, right, that he wrote, and they call it that. And he's like, when in the history of anything has a manifesto ever been positive? <laughs> <laughs> Never in the history of the world. He's got a manifesto. That's a problem. <laughs> that's a big red flag. I don't care what it's about. So, you know, I don't know, man. I mean, I think if 
if they can prove it and link it, I mean, even if Harbaugh didn't know, man, what do you? I mean, you have to do something because that's a strategic advantage. Yeah. What, what are you going you know, to make them? I mean, they've already scouted all these. I mean, I bet you ten bucks they've scouted Georgia and it, it, from that game last year. Now Georgia's got a new OC, so maybe you don't know as much. But man, you you, you can't. Like I said, if you're good enough to steal signals, if there's nothing against it, no rule against it. Did they but you cannot. A, did they have a budget in the athletic department for it? Did I read that? It, yeah, everybody got reimbursed for their travel. <laughs> what is the compliance office doing? They ought to know yeah, that rule. I, no, I, I, I don't know, man. I, my thing is some of the, the schools that bark the loudest about cheating usually are very shady themselves. And I'm, I'm talking about Ohio State and Michigan and maybe a little Notre Dame every now and then. I'll just admit it. But uh, I've found in my experience – the schools that gripe publicly the most about cheating, if you if you put a flashlight up there behind us, you're going to find something. Yeah. And uh, and it's not, it's not surprising to me that these a lot of these Big Ten schools who think they're like you know the most virtuous uh, you know play by the rules programs on earth are not. And uh, it's because they win. You know, there's really not a program out there that wins big consistently that you're not going to find something that they're doing. And uh, you know, this is just so, I mean, th- this is like fundamentally wrong, you know, as far as, you know, a strategic advantage. And that's what the NCAA is supposed to do is, you know, prevent people from getting an illegal strategic advantage. And so if they don't do anything about it, you know, then, then they're even more of a joke than we thought. Yeah, I just don't understand. Like, yeah, they may not like Harbaugh. He may be a pain in their butt. But when he does that, you can't say it's a vendetta against him. He did it. He's over the program. He's responsible for everybody under that program. So uh, they get what you get. What you get. Uh, yeah, and look, man, the, the other crap they came up with him on the, the the COVID contacts or whatever. I mean, look, that's one of those spin a wheel, pick a program, see if they contacted kids during COVID, and you're probably going to find that they did. You know, that was BS, but, uh, you know, but this, and then, then they got him for lying or whatever. But this, if this, can, if this can be proven and it's not just a completely crazy coincidence, which I don't think it is, uh, then they, they have to do something. Yeah. I mean, you can't, you can't have a team in the playoffs with, uh, that kind of, I mean, cause what are they going to do? Burn the film? I mean, well, they've already watched the film. They've already got a scouting report. Yeah, these teams scout. They all summer. This is what these guys do. They sit there and they watch every team on their schedule over and over and over again, and come up with because during the week you don't have enough time to sit there and like turn the page and go, all right, well, what does Indiana do? You know, you you don't have time, so you do all that in the summer. So uh, the skeleton of the game plan is in, no matter who they play, and and it's based on this, you know, self of videos that they got. And I mean, I just you know, I. I, I think you have to do. I mean, this is this is like this is bad. I mean, this is this is what the NCAA is for. If it proves to be that, that that's the case, and it, and it's kind of funny. Greg Schiano kind of alluded to it. If you and I don't know if he's talking about that or not. At halftime of their game, he's like, "Oh, there's some things going on out there," mm-hmm. and they're like, "Well, what?" He's like, "Yeah, just some things. I don't know. It's kind of crazy." I mean, he looked like he was kind of skeptical about what was going on, and so. Man, if if you know what's common in football, I mean you're you're playing with one hand tied behind your back, and you can't do that to Michigan's potential playoff opponents. All right, let me ask you. Let me skip off of that. 
Give me your opinion of two games. <laughs> Texas A&M and South Carolina, Georgia, and Florida. Look, man, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I'd, I'd go A&M and, and lay the 13 and a half. <laughs> I think that line's a little too low. It's 14 uh, and a half. 14 and a half. Would you take that? It's 14 well, and a half. No, I, no, no. no I'd, I'd take A&M. Um, A&M, now look, sometimes they don't show up. We know that. Especially 11 a.m. kickoff against a team you should beat pretty badly. And there's always a Spencer Rattler factor. And Xavier Leggett's going to be back for the Gamecocks. That's their best receiver who got hurt against Missouri. But, man, it's going to take, like, I mean, that, South Carolina is down to seven scholarship offensive lines that are healthy. Uh, their potential starting O-line, it's, it's the worst I've seen at South Carolina. Just overall, he used talent, whatever, since the Blue Holtz team that went 0-11. In 1999, uh, I feel bad for Spencer because that defensive front is going to just—I mean—they're going to eat lunch uh, there. Um, It's—it's just not good. It's got to get worse before it gets better. South Carolina's got Jacksonville State, Vanderbilt, Kentucky, Clemson all at home in November, so they got to—they got to gut it out to the Gasparilla Bowl. You know, they got to—they got to get better. uh, Jacksonville State get better against Vandy, win those two. And they take a shot against Kentucky and Clemson, which could, I mean, those are winnable games at home. Uh, and try to get to a minor bowl and, 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 uh, put a band aid on it and then get ready for next year and keep recruiting. I mean, that's, uh, that's the bottom line of that team. But I just, I would hammer A&M in that situation. I'm not going to do yeah. that because of who I am yeah. and what I'm, uh, who I'm affiliated with. I think that'd be fundamentally wrong. But if, if I wanted to make some quick cash, uh, I'd probably hammer A&M. Oh, uh-huh. I bought Auburn uh, six and a half against Mississippi State. I think Auburn, uh, they need a win. This may be the, the weekend they get it, uh, JC. They're due. Uh, what they can't do is play like Arkansas did against Mississippi State last week. Uh, Mississippi State is not a defensive juggernaut. Their head coach is a very smart defensive coach and had a really good game plan against Arkansas, obviously. <laughs> that may be the game plan of all game plans because they fired their OC even though they're averaging – you know, 30 points a game before that. Um, you know, what you can't do if you're Auburn is have, you know, let Mississippi State's defense get after you like that. I mean, Mississippi State hasn't shown that they can do that, uh, this year until then. Um, but you know, Auburn's do. I mean, it's been a really tough schedule for them, uh, to start with. Uh, they've lost the teams that are just better than they are right now. Uh, but, uh, they're due and, and I think they'll turn it around. I mean, I, I read something. Gosh, it was Birmingham paper, AL.com, where the honeymoon is now over for Hugh Freeze. Oh, and I'm like, I don't know about that, man. I mean, just give give him a chance. I mean, look, it, the guy the guy's coaching his butt off. I mean, they're they're playing hard. That's you know, Yeah, you know, I mean it's not the honeymoon's not over. I mean, you know, Auburn fans are passionate and they're gonna get frustrated game to game just like everybody. I man, guess you read time. his article. It's just not time to do it. Uh, you know, I, I think Auburn actually looking at their schedule the other day, they could win four in a row and hit into the Iron Bowl at seven and four. And I think that'd be a hell of a season. Yeah. Um, this Florida Georgia game, if Brock Bowers is playing for Georgia, I'd give Florida no chance. Uh, maybe they still have no chance. Uh, Georgia looks like you can play with them. And Brock Bowers, uh, I mean, he just bails you out. Well, he's out. Uh, you give Florida any chance. JC line, the Vegas Dutton 14 and a half here. 
Yeah, it's a weird one for me because, uh, you, know, I, you know, despite their win at South Carolina, which was which is crazy. I mean, they, they should have lost the game. Um, I, you know, I just haven't been impressed with them this year. I, I liked them at home against Tennessee doing what they did. The, the problem you have if you're Georgia is you can't let that. And see, last year, if you remember that game, Georgia got up big, and they let Florida come back on them. And they were good enough, obviously, to pull away and win. Uh, but I think Florida cut it to eight at some point or something. You can't let Florida stay in the game. Because what's happened is the two games that have been sort of close, South Carolina and Auburn, they've gone to Bowers to bail them out late, especially Auburn. Okay, so if you're in that type of game, you don't kind of have your security blanket. You got to have somebody step up, and and so that that's when you're going to miss him. You can't replace Brock Bowers. He's the best tight end I've seen. And a lot, no offense to the guy Dayton Taylor Swift uh, with the Chiefs. But, but this guy, Bowers, in the NFL, he's going to be special. I mean, he is a special, special talent, um, a freak, really. And, you know, you can't replace him. You know, you've got good players behind him, obviously, because you're Georgia. So somebody's going to have to step up in crunch time. Who is that going to be? I don't know, because Georgia's kind of been this team other than Bowers. They're, just kind of, they're kind of a distribution team. You know, you got four or five guys that make plays. Um, so who's going to step up in crunch time if it's close? Uh, I tend to think Georgia will just get out to a big lead and hold on to it. But you never know. I mean, if the Gators had a shot, it's probably this year. And, and boy, if they win that one, it's going to throw the East into, into chaos. Yeah. That. Um, Tennessee, Georgia will be, will be, will be a, is, is Tennessee capable of beating Georgia without Bowers? Yeah. At home, especially. I, okay. I'm kind of the theory, guys, that. Tennessee's a better football team at home than on the road this oh, year. Oh yeah, oh yeah, they're, they're um, good. On, they were good on the road for half. Yeah, and it's up there, uh, you know, and it's it's kind of at that point in the schedule where the weather starts turning, and then up there in those mountains, sometimes in November, it, it can get down in the forties or so, especially uh, especially if it's a night game. Uh, I don't think it'll be. I think it'll be a three thirty game, but uh, uh, it, you know, the, the, you're battling sort of the elements and hundred thousand and you know they're not they're not going to come in there intimidated. You know I, I think you know even if Tennessee State loses to Missouri, which by the way Missouri is a really good football team this year. They've they've got they got players you know all over the place. But uh, you know if, if 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 they come through uh, and they can beat Missouri and Columbia, Missouri, and beat Kentucky this weekend on the road and kind of set it up like a showdown, I I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised if, if if we're talking about a Tennessee win there. Uh, Tennessee. How about Tennessee, Kentucky this weekend? Uh, you know, it used to be the Alabama factor. After you play Alabama, you're kind of beat up the next week emotionally. You're drained. Uh, will Tennessee be able to go to Kentucky? The line's three and a half there. Tennessee's favored. I worry for Tennessee in this particular game, JC. It's an interesting line for sure. I, I think what Tennessee has to do is. You know, the second half against Bama, the defense sort of collapsed. Uh, they got to they got to avoid that. Uh, Kentucky's quarterback hadn't been the same since he played at NC State against Clemson last year. Uh, he's he's struggling mightily, but they're going to try and line line up, run the ball, play defense, get their home crowd behind them. It's a game they won't really badly, obviously. The line surprised me. I thought it'd be Tennessee by about seven. Uh, so something's up, you know, look, Tennessee goes up there and commits a bunch of turnovers and 
Kentucky's defense plays well and they're all able to run it on the on Tennessee's defense, yeah, it could be a very close one. But uh, you know, I tend to think Tennessee will probably get out of there with about a seven to ten point win. I just Tennessee's defense forces turnovers. They they're good at sacking the quarterback. Kentucky's pass offense really has been very mediocre this year. Uh, I think they'll have a plan to beat them. Uh, and, and so that's my take on that one. But certainly that line, if I'm a Tennessee person, scares me. Uh, we've talked a lot about uh, Alabama and Coach Saban. Uh, you know, it's a young team, uh, freshman lineman. They they don't play great. They make a ton of mistakes. Uh, but these, he seems to, and I've talked about this all week, really be enjoying coaching this team you know each game is a is a challenge trying to figure out how they're going to win i think this coaching staff here has really done a tremendous job i know people want to pick on tommy reese or whatever but uh i think they've they've maximized the potential the 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 talent here uh because they lost a lot of depth to the transfer portal this what do you see with this alabama team and uh maybe peeking ahead of that lsu game it should be uh quite a game here what, what do you see with alabama right now jc uh you know Despite the fact they're sort of living dangerously, I mean, I agree with you. I think at the beginning of the year, Coach Saban didn't look like he was having too much fun. Uh, I think as time's going on, you know, he's kind of one of those guys that loves a challenge, you know. And mm-hmm. when you've got the best players and the best coaching staff and you don't really have anybody on your schedule that should be competing with you, it could get boring, yeah. you know. Uh, not that they ever have gotten complacent down there because I don't think they have, but, uh, this is a big challenge, big old challenge, you know, and I think he's a guy that thrives when there's problems to solve. Uh, cause, and that's his thing. I mean, he almost creates them sometimes. Like, you know, after they won the national championship, there's going to, there's going to be a whole other set of problems. <laughs> you know, uh, you just won the national championship, man. Come on. But, uh, this has, this is where he thrives because this is coaching. This is coaching. Coaching is about getting your players to do things that they don't believe they can do. That's, that's the essence of coaching. And then these guys, you know, as kind of patchwork as some positions are and young and mistake filled, they are elevating the play of the entire team right now. And, and they don't give up. You know, you get down like that in Tennessee. Tennessee's got all the momentum. And you're like, okay, well, we're just going to come back in the second half and beat you in the face. And so that's what they did. And, uh, they're good enough, uh, to keep on keeping on with that. And, you know, we'll see what happens, uh, as the season continues to unfold. But I certainly am impressed with their will to win and the way they pulled it out. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't, I'll go on blank on, on, uh, uh, Tennessee's old coach who's on in the SEC office. He said yesterday, Barry, get, get me a minute. Uh, help me a minute. David Cutcliffe? Yeah, a good friend of mine. I couldn't think of David. I'm sorry. He said that after a year, he thought they'd go to nine games in football or other than eight. Uh, he went it's eight box. right now. I'm sorry. I know. Yeah, it's eight right now. He said so. he thought he felt like it. That he gave the reasons why and I don't have the, I don't have a little note in front of me. But he was, he's pretty adamant. I, I, I think a lot of him used to come and watch my practices. The reason I like him. So, um, even when he was a with and he was at Alabama. Um, do you know, is the, is the schedule, uh, you know, I've studied the basketball schedule. It's very difficult. Uh, is the schedule in football, uh, going to be difficult with 16 with two teams coming in there? 
Yeah, I mean, make everybody the happy. thing about it is, if they stick with seven, and, and Saban said something about that the other day, that he, he kind of alluded to the fact they're going to stick with eight, the one-seven model. Um, you're going to lose, like, Tennessee, Bama, Georgia, Auburn, uh, Texas, Texas A&M. And that's just not the SEC. I mean, the SEC loves those traditional games. Yeah. And so you'd think a 3-6 model with a nine-game schedule, you can, you'll, you'll cover all your bases with that. And, uh, so I don't disagree with him. I, you know, there's conflicting info out there. I think one seven's wild because you got one team on your schedule every year and then seven new ones. So sometimes in some years, man, like that seven that rotates on, even though some may be like blue blood names, what if they have down years like LSU? What if you get one of their six and six teams and Florida and, you know, it looks bad. It looks tough or Texas, or Oklahoma, whoever. But then some team that's probably not as good yeah. is going to have a significant scheduling advantage just because they the lucky seven they drew, and that, that's a lucky number, allegedly, right, uh, is going to be – they're all they're gonna, three or four of them going to be down, and three or four of them you should beat anyway. And you're going to be sitting there in Atlanta, you know, with a 7-1 conference record, whereas a team that has a brutal schedule, maybe 5-3 and three and better than you, but you didn't have to play them. So – Nine, I think, would be more equitable, uh, but it, it that gets real tough for some of your, you know, your programs like Kentucky, uh, South Carolina, Missouri, um, you know, Florida, the, the, the teams that have big time out of conference games they schedule every single year or try to schedule every year, uh, and I'll be curious to see like if some like Kentucky never schedules anybody good except Louisville. Uh, like South Carolina, they've got Miami coming up. They've got NC State, North Carolina coming up. They got Virginia Tech coming up. I'd be curious to see if a school like that may go. Okay, we need to buy our way out of these tougher home and homes because now we got an extra conference game and plus Clemson. So that that's going to be interesting to see how that unfolds. All right, JC, tell everybody where they can find you. Get all your great stuff. All right, we dropped the JC and Morgan podcast on Monday as normally. That that new schedule's going really well because we we're much more of a review show than a preview show, and we review it like nobody else. So go ahead and uh, check that out. It's on uh, you know, Spotify, uh, Google Play, Apple Pods, JCandMorgan dot com. Also download the Chief Sports app that has JC and Morgan and a lot of other good stuff on it too. And uh, we certainly appreciate our Alabama listeners. Quite a bit, and appreciate the fact you have me on every week, man. Thanks. Hey, uh, uh, JC. Uh, yes, sir. Okay, can I get Mike Morgan? I was going to try to get him for tomorrow for the basketball review because <laughs> he was there. Is he, would he be hard to get today? No, let me. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll I'll text you and bury his number. I've got. I think I've got his number. Or tell him to call me or something. I'd like to get him on for the basketball review because we're, we're no, we've 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 bad footballed enough all week. So yeah. Sure, I got you. Thank you, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll tell I'll tell them to hit you guys up. Thank you, JC. Thank you. See you again. All right, Alabama One. Go to www.alabama1.org. Take advantage of all their great products and services. I've got the car loan there. You can get rates as low as 3.99%. Terms available up to 84 months. You can stretch that payment out a little bit. And if you want to pay it off, you can. Get pre-approved before you shop. That helps you when you get out on the dealership lot. Also, they have an Alabama One Auto Mall. You can go on there and find the car of your dreams. Go to www.alabamaone.org. Phone lines will be open, 205-342-9904. You listen to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. 
Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, a major wreck, U.S. 43 near County Road 11 in Demopolis, has closed the highway using an alternate route. Mint Larry Heavy westbound at 43, 69 southbound backed up at Union Chapel, and 43 southbound backed up at McFarland. These are some super deals from towns of Nissan. Two, four, six, eight, up to $10,000 off select Nissans. Go see them. They're your friends in the car business. And I'm Captain Ray. Join your home for Alabama Crimson Tide football. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. We'll take this top of the hour break. Phone lines will be wide open the whole second hour. We don't uh, have a guest the second hour. So we'd love to have your phone calls. We also have the blue plate special that will come out uh, here in about 45 minutes. So make sure you stay tuned for that. Uh, I think we'll have a bounce back week uh, this week. I know he's been studying on a few games there. Uh, but uh, anyway, I'm... Uh, looking forward to hearing where that's going to go. But we want to thank Yellowwood Pressure Treated Pine from Great Southern Wood. Uh, if you're going to build, you want to build it to last. Let me tell you, there's no better people than Jimmy Rain, no better company than Yellowwood. Uh, so go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer that is closest to you. And always remember, if it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, you don't want it. I want somebody else to call. What should the NCAA do? JC says you got to take them out of the Final Four. I got other people text me saying, no, it's just a vendetta against Jim Harbaugh. They're just trying to get him. He really didn't do anything wrong. Where do you stand? This is Tide 100.9. Is he home? I love sports. WTBC Tuscaloosa and W265CG Tuscaloosa, a town square media station. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles, here's Eddie Garcia. Checking night two of the NBA season, the Mavericks beat the Spurs 126-119. to Dallas star Luka Doncic had a triple-double in the season opener, 33 points, 13 rebounds, 10 assists. And in his NBA debut, number one overall pick, Victor Wembayama had 15 points and five rebounds in the loss. Celtics knock off the Knicks in New York, 108-104. Jason Tatum, 34 points for Boston. And in his Celtics debut, Kristaps Porzingis had 30 points against his old team. Donovan Mitchell had a three-pointer with 12 seconds left, giving the Cavaliers a 114-113 win over the Nets in Brooklyn. Heat hold off the Pistons for a 103-102 win. They were up by 19 with nine minutes to go. Clippers top the Trailblazers 123-111. Paul George, 27 points. Kawhi Leonard, 23 points for L.A. Zion Williamson, 23 points to the Pelicans in their 111-104 win over the Grizzlies. And the Thunder beat the Bulls in Chicago 124-104. Bulls players had a players-only meeting after the loss. Inside the locker room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to the second hour of Inside the Locker Room. My old state insurance agent, that's Andrew Knifer. Let Andrew become yours. I met with Andrew uh, yesterday. He does an absolutely outstanding job. You can depend on uh, Andrew and his staff to take great care of you. So let him run the numbers for you. Don't just pay the bill. Know exactly what you're paying. Give Andrew and his staff a call, 205 722 
888-998-9201. If you're looking for home, life, auto, you need renter's insurance, you need an umbrella policy, whatever you need, they will take great care of you. Once again, 205-722-9201. It looks like, uh, Dad, um, next Tuesday, uh, which I think is Halloween, Noah, um, College football, the college football playoff rankings come out. Um, a lot of people projecting Michigan will be number one. What do they do? We got this situation here. I guess they, they have to put all that aside and just rank them right now, right? I guess if, so there'll be one or two. Uh, in this situation, but I think it's kind of, would that be something these people, now you may say they have a vendetta if they hold that against them, uh, and don't rank them as high as they deserve, but, uh, the projector rankings, uh, a lot of them have Michigan one. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, who do they have in, in competition with them for one? Well, you'd have obviously Georgia, um, you'd have Florida State, Washington, is undefeated. Oklahoma's undefeated. Uh, so, uh, you know, Georgia's on th- those teams right there. Um, I, I think there'll be some voters, you know, some voters who will hold it against them, uh, and keep them from being number one. I don't think it should because it hasn't been anything proven yet, particularly, but I think there's a, you know, Big Ten group that votes. You know, people are living care about the Big Ten vote. They vote for that, and they they try to hurt them. Um, I don't know. If you look at the AP poll, Georgia now one, uh, Michigan two, Ohio State would be in the running. Obviously, three, Florida State four, Washington five, and Oklahoma six. Then you get to the one loss teams, and I think you have to rank. Even with Quinn years out, you got to rank Texas ahead of Alabama. So there's seven. You, I would think, based on the eye test, I would put Oregon ahead of Alabama. So they would be eight. And then you got Alabama, uh, Penn State, Oregon State, uh, right there. Utah, uh, would you have Alabama nine, maybe in this situation? Probably somewhere, probably in that, in, in that percent, yeah. And I don't say this because it's Alabama, and so I guess it's going to sound like it. But I think um, an early season loss like that, game number two, and then to the toughness of your schedule past that um, gives you a little bit more honor <laughs> than uh, than even playing close like Oklahoma did against uh, against South uh, North. Uh, excuse me, uh, Gus Malzahn's team. Uh, I know a loss is a loss, but I, I just think early season losses are maybe a little bit, a little bit different. We know we're all we're all the way down to game uh, to week number nine. I don't know. Uh, you know, Ole Miss uh, sitting there at uh, in the AP poll at twelve. Uh, but as I watched them play, you know, I, don't I, I would like have them. Utah ahead of all. I would list. too. I would Utah beat them, knock them neck and hide the clothes. Uh, would you have Missouri ahead of Ole Miss? They got Missouri currently sixteen. Uh, probably right we, because the defense. You know, I, I think Missouri. 
Missoula is a difficult team to play for the people in this neck of the woods, uh, but a no name. But there, it, there's nothing worse than play somebody that's got good team, bad name. And uh, they've got good team, bad name as far as, you know, I don't know how many voters, maybe voters closer to them don't feel that way, but it seems like our people around here do. And it, it's uh, We've got a complicated deal. If, if, ever was, if ever was a year for 12, it was this year. Uh, Where would you have Florida State? Would you have, I mean, they'd obviously be in the top five. Would you have them three or four? Yeah, I would. I wouldn't have them at the top. I, I, they, they struggle a little bit. Um, they're darn good. You know, sometimes you struggle mentally when you play somebody when you're so good that you don't think it's ready to play. I mean, your team's not ready to play sometimes. That's just part of it. Uh, you know, Florida State's up there up there pretty high. Um, it's almost like there's not a whole lot of difference between, between one-loss teams and teams undefeated. <laughs> I mean, you, you'd say that because they had, have a loss and everybody sticks their nose at them, but not, you know, they've had a one loss game and a close game. It's just hard to decide. And the seven to ten men who get in that room to try to decide this, if the Georgias and, uh, and the, the Michigans, the people like that stay undefeated, it's, uh, uh, I think the Washington Oregon thing is a, is a booger bear if Oregon were to win the playoff game. Um, I think um, if Texas were to beat Oklahoma, would that knock Oklahoma out of knock? Naturally, that put them to the one loss. Uh, those games where they where the division leaders play each other is is a little bit confusing as to who where you need to go with that early early loss, late win kind of thing. Mm. I don't know. I don't know where you go with that. That's that's very hard. All right. Um... We had our first scrimmage uh, yesterday with my basketball team. Let okay, me, how was? Let it? me ask you a coaching question. If you're if you're coaching a team, would you just want to have maybe one defense in right now and just perfect that, or go ahead and get you two or three different ones in, knowing you're not going to be quite as good if you're trying to do a bunch of different things defensively? But you have some. You got to have a couple of different things in your bag in case things happen. What would you do? Would you have in a? I would have more. I would have another. I would have two, two, and I would have a. a I would have a period of day uh, that I walked through the new zone defense. I wanted to walk in. Practice is over, and I walk. I walk them through that. So it's like, because you have to understand coverages, and I teach them coverages every day for two or three days. The coverages they would have against so so so, and then. Uh, I would have our zone period uh, live at some point in time um, at the end of practice to see how it went, and then I would have it in. I think that I think that you, if you can take a zone, that uh, you could take that zone and shove it all the way to mid court, make a trap out of it. And all the way three quarters make a trap out of it. You got one zone, one one defense doing it all. <laughs> and, and so, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to put a lot of stuff in. I'm putting too much. Yeah. I know this is a, that question for you, and Dad, you can answer this one as well. 
This happened in my neighborhood this morning. All right, this is important information here, Noah. If you woke up and you were about to put little Johnny on the bus, Dad, and you opened up your front door and there were groceries on your front porch that you didn't order. So the grocery delivery person has put the groceries on the wrong porch. Would you just go on and say, take the groceries into your house and put them up? (laughs) Or would you try to find out whose groceries they are? What do you do with the groceries? I'm trying to find out whose groceries. I wouldn't take them. You wouldn't take them? No. I try to find out whose groceries well, they you are. Can't find them. You got some cold stuff that needs to get in the refrigerator in there. Well, I, I might put the cold stuff in the refrigerator for the people, but I wouldn't take the groceries. <laughs> I think. Uh, I think. Um, I mean, you got to put them up. I mean, because if you got cold stuff, you can't let anything happen to the food. So you got to put it in your house at the very. All least. right. How long do you give the people? Do you go to claim the groceries before you say, "Hey, tough luck. Those are my groceries." I give it like a like a day. Like a, <laughs> if they and I think I think maybe you check with your neighbor on either side of you, and if neither of them is it, it's like okay. I mean, free groceries. Free groceries. That's a good idea. I think the other factor too is you try to try to decide where the where the groceries are from. Yeah. And if you can find that, if you can find that they're from a certain certain place, then you call that place. Huh. All right. Another question for you. My neighborhood, they are notorious for this. People walk their dogs. Some times dogs just get out. All right. They just get yeah. out. Yeah. And so people love to get on Facebook because a dog's poo-pooed in their yard and was not picked up to take a picture of it and talk about how disgusting it is for people to pick up the poo poo. Uh and so they put out they they post this once a week. Like people, we we get it. Like we don't you know and they'll say we got I got them on video camera. Well then if you have them on video camera, then go to them. Go to them. We don't all want to read about whether the dog yeah. poo pooed in your yard or not. And sometimes a stray dog may get out. Would you post that on Facebook if the dog no. <laughs> if you had poo poo in your yard? No. You wouldn't know it, would you? And say this is disgusting. Pick up after your dog Blah, 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 blah. I don't know what I would do. I mean, because, I mean, I don't know that I would pers- post on Facebook in the first place, uh, but just because I don't use it that often. Um, but I, I don't, I, I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of the dogs, so they could annoy me, uh, <laughs> especially other people's dogs. Um, so. Well, our neighborhood, it's notorious. And then if somebody, if the kids are driving around, they're underage and they're driving around on a golf cart. Are you going to go to Facebook on the golf cart? Or just, if you know, the go to the kids that are on the golf cart, explain to them how important it is to be safe. Are you going to take it all to Facebook? Why do we take everything to Facebook? Uh, why do we ridiculous. do Ridiculous. I don't know. I did, did the funniest thing happened yesterday, and it wasn't anything bad, but we got a bunch of deer. We got six or eight deer that here all the time and around. And Sam... Chase the deers across the street and to the top of the hill, like like he too chased them. And then when they turned out on him, of course he took off the other way. But uh, got him across the street. I like to have a hissy fit. Hmm. A dog would be run over. Sam's chasing seconds. a deer. She was chasing about three deer. Now what's she gonna do with the deer when the deer? She gets oh, I there. don't. Well, she's one of these kind of dogs that she'll chase you until you act like you're gonna chase her back, and she's 88 out the gate. Yeah, she's a bully until <laughs> you, until you <laughs> turn on a bully. <laughs> 
He's a bully. Uh, so anyway, if I want to call and talk about that, I can't get anybody yeah. to talk about Jim Harbaugh. What do you do with the groceries? I mean, do you do you feel I bad? Don't, I don't want nobody. I don't want nobody's groceries. Yeah. I haven't tried to get the groceries. Next night, you're cooking their steak on your grill. <laughs> yeah. Well, they got some ribeyes in there. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. I, but I'd freeze them for them and give them to them. But I wouldn't. I, I just call where I thought they came from. You delivered the wrong groceries. Well, they put it on there, and then you say, oh, they're mine. I'll come get them. And the only problem you have with, with doing that, you, the guy that did that might get fired. Yeah. He probably needs a job. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Uh, that's all we got. Uh, well, well, so uh, related to that, I know we got to get to break, but what do you do if someone deliver? you know, like DoorDash is food? I mean, because like hot food, like <laughs> it's going to go bad. It's not like 80 groceries. It's like, are you, you going to eat it? I mean, someone someone gives you like some water burger that's on your doorstep. Accidentally puts it there. Does DoorDash ever get the order right? They're always missing something. I don't know anything about DoorDash. I never had it. Yeah. Well, are, are you going to sneak a fry at least? You're like, in, like no, no. DoorDash. They take a picture of it when they drop it off, and then they're out of there. But they they they, they can never find the right house. I don't know what they do there. But anyway. DoorDash can't. DoorDash is expensive, too. <laughs> All right, we'll take a break here. Wayne's Pest Control served over 100,000 customers across Alabama, Tennessee, and Mississippi since 1973. Let the good folks at Wayne's make sure your home is protected for those unwanted pests this fall. Wayne's provides world-class termite protection, general pest control, and mosquito prevention services. They also keep that lawn looking lush and healthy. 866-WAYNES-1. Tell them you heard it on the inside the locker room. Get $60 off your initial Pest Control Service. You listen to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama Sports. This season of Alabama football brought to you by Pearl River Resort, Choctaw, Mississippi. Your destination for casino thrills, family fun, and live entertainment. From the University of Alabama, this is Crimson Tide Today. It's a daily update on Bama Sports, and it's brought to you by CBNS Bank. Bank anywhere, at any time, with CBNS Bank's digital solutions. Managing your finances has never been so easy. Hello again, everybody. I'm Roger Hoover. On Thursday's edition of Crimson Drive, driven by NASCAR, we'll be joined by Alabama women's basketball head coach, Christy Curry. What did you learn about your team this offseason? A lot. You know, we were really fortunate. We had an opportunity this summer to have all of our new faces on campus the entire time and took a foreign tour to Spain. And, you know, we were able to have 18 practices and then just um, a really, really solid trip, you know, for a lot of reasons as far as the X's and O's, but more importantly as far as the chemistry. And I uh, really like this team, a uh, ton of potential and excited. Did you learn anything about your newcomers on this roster? A lot. You know, um, I tell you what, I learned that they uh, all have competed at a high level prior to Alabama. Um, they all understand uh, work ethic, and they're just a fun group to coach. You know, I think they, have, again, I, I keep using the word potential. We have a, the potential to have another really great year, and I'm excited. I'll have more in a moment. CBNS Bank has a long history of stability and a legacy of serving our community's needs for generations. You could say we know a thing or two about tradition. We've been family, community, and financially strong since we began in 1906. Being a team player is part of our culture. That's why at CBNS Bank, we're proud to sponsor the University of Alabama Athletics and prouder to take the field or court with you. Visit CBSBank.com today. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. 
Join us tonight for Hey Coach and the Nick Saban Show, live from Baumhauer's Victory Grill in Tuscaloosa at 6.30 p.m. Crimson Tide Today is brought to you by CBNS Bank. Crimson Tide Today is a production of the Crimson Tide Sports Network from Learfield. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Another warm and dry day today. The sky partly to mostly sunny, the high 82. Tonight fair with a low at 61. And for tomorrow and Saturday, partially sunny both days. Highs in the low to mid 80s between 81 and 84. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 65 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Two-time state champion and two-time NIT champion, Barry Sanderson breaks down the latest in sports on Inside the Locker Room on Tide 100.9. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. Alabama 1, go to www.alabama1.org for all the products and services. I've got the car loan, the credit card, and the mortgage. They do an absolutely outstanding job for me. They can do the same for you. We'll talk to Mike Brown tomorrow um, and find out what's going on out at Alabama 1. I right, get to the Alabama 1 hotline, go all the way out to Texas uh, and bring Cowboy in. Uh, catch that line, too, there, Noah. Good morning, Cowboy. Good morning, Barry and Coach. How are you all doing? Why, Good, how are you? why is Bryce saying you're a bandwagon fan, Cowboy? I don't know. It, you know, who knows? He's, he's delusional. <laughs> he is? Yeah. yeah. You can't. He's kind of guy that there's only one shirt made in America, and that's Alabama. You know, why yeah, not, he's like, why not work? That's like Gary Harris. He's like Gary. Yeah, why not? Why not wear somebody else's colors? Give them a little pride, drive up their revenue a little bit, there help them go. in the NIL. You know. There you go. What you got this morning, Cowboy? Uh, what do you all think, uh, Coach? What do you think of this World Series? I tell you what, Texas was horrible, but they got that got Bruce Bochy in here as a great manager. Look where they are. Yeah, Bruce Bochy's a good manager. I, I I haven't kept up with it the way I should have. Uh, I'm just not as interested in it. I wish I could say yeah. differently, but I just don't have a feel for it. And I'll watch it because I like baseball partly, but I, I I just don't really have a feel for it at all. And I'm kind of like you, Coach. I haven't watched Texas a whole lot. I remember they got off to a great start, and then in August they kind of were in a tailspin, and then they kind of got it back together. But they got a young player from uh, – Somewhere in, I think, rural Tennessee, somewhere around Nashville, somewhere is really good. But um, I just think Boats has just brought that kind of Nick Saban effect, or however you want to call it, that championship pedigree to the table. And they've responded, you know. I guess when you hire somebody like him, uh, you talking about Evan, Evan, you talking about Evan Carter? No, yeah, yeah, that's him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's, he's a good player. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, I don't, I don't know a lot about him. I've watched him some, but uh, it's weird to have. This is what you call the championship World Series of the wild card. I guess the thing about baseball that bothers me is you have these teams that you know show over a hundred and sixty-two game season, 
they can win a hundred and something games, but the team Barry that you know gets hot mid August, it plays about five hundred ball to mid August, and then plays seven fifty from there on out, <laughs> kind of gets in the World Series or these wild card deals. Yeah, I think that when they get in like that, they kind of play loose. Uh, you know, like hey, we got nothing to lose. We're lucky to even be here. Uh, well, these. Teams like the Braves, they play tight. Uh, like we've had an incredible year. We're going to be a failure if we don't uh, get to the World Series. And so I think these teams that played loose, and I think the teams that played at home, uh, I can't believe the, the uh, Astros and the Phillies lost two home games. What, what chances was that for them both to lose two games at home and couldn't close it out? Did they, did they play tight, uh, Cowboy, in those situations? I think they did because I thought, you know, I thought Philadelphia was going to take Arizona. They were up two, two zero going to Arizona. You figured they'd get two of the three out there and come back home and be waiting on whoever won Texas and uh, Houston. But you know, interesting deal about the Texas Houston series is no home team won a game. Texas had to win all four games on the road. And Houston won all three games they played on the road. Yeah, yeah, that's unheard of. Uh, yeah, it really is. So how's your son doing pitching this fall? Uh, he's actually, uh, he pitched a couple tournaments, did well, uh, but he's playing basketball with me. Uh, so he goes over there after practice every day and just throws long tosses and all that right now. So they're not, they've kind of yeah. shut it down for the fall. Most guys aren't, aren't pitching, you know, in games or anything right now, so. Anyway, right. So. Well, 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 coach, is your blue plate special going to be Georgia, Florida? Just make it a tough one, but make it. No, I, I left it alone. Yeah. I don't know. They, they gave me half the point. I, I, I left that game alone because it's up in the air, and you can't tell how Florida's going to play. And uh, right. I don't know how Georgia's going to play with, with Bowers out. Florida, so those I, teams. I, if yeah. you picked them, you'd be mad at yourself. Uh, yeah, I, I just don't. Right. I don't know. Uh, it's a fourteen and a half point deal, and and so. Oh Lord, I, that's a lot. Yeah. I'm leaving it alone. Yeah. Okay, well, Barry, what do you, you think in this Auburn Mississippi State game? That might be a pretty good ball game. Yeah, that, that's the game that I've looked at pretty heavily. I've looked at that one in A and M and and. Um, uh, South Carolina. I looked at those two the strongest. I think Auburn. Uh, I think this is the week they they get their first. Hugh Freeze's first SEC. Yeah, that's what, I, he, that's what I'm kind of. I think he's kind of held this team together, and uh, I think uh, I think this will be the first win they get. Uh, Cowboy. They they've played had a tough schedule uh, here, and they need to get a win bad, and I think they're going to get it. Yeah. Yeah. I, so. I'm kind of agreeing with you. Yeah, it's amazing. I looked at CBS's uh, CBS's picks with with the line with uh with involving the line, and it was they were thirty one twenty eight and two. <laughs> but they 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 are having a hard time too. This transfer portal will get That's you. That's good. Thirty one twenty eight and two. Yeah. So. Yeah. Hey, right. hey, Barry. I know you were at you were at South Carolina. A lot of people are saying if you look at the records. Right now, there's really no difference between Will Muschamp's record at South Carolina and uh, I call him Little Beamer, but uh, Shane Beamer, you know, his first few years there. Um, you were up there. Do, do they, I mean, you probably got friends still up there. Do you, or do you feel, I'm not trying to put you on the spot, you think he's doing a better job up there or is that same as Muschamp? And it is what it is. Well, I think he's probably doing about the same, but I think he's, uh, he's a very likable 
person. He's got a good personality there. He's, uh, so I think the players like him. I think the community, uh, likes him where most champs are a little bit fiery, a little bit controversial. So he was a little bit harder to like than most champs. So that'll probably give him a little bit longer rope. It's like Dave Odom when we were there. We, we did okay, not great. Okay. We did win a couple of NITs and, uh, but he was a good guy that wasn't very controversial. So he was kind of easy to like, but eventually that all wears off too. You got to win. Uh, you got to win some games and, uh, so we'll see where this thing heads. But, uh, I had yeah, said before the year that I did not think South Carolina would win an SEC road game and Corey Miller got on me. Uh, well, they ain't gonna win a road game. I can tell you that. And they may not win it. <laughs> they haven't won many home games. They're, no, they're not no. doing very well. Well, is the South Carolina people still trying to, you know, kind of bring back Frank McGuire? Yeah, South Frank McGuire. I didn't know you know if you knew who Frank McGuire was. Barry doesn't. I do know Frank McGuire. Oh, you do? Well, I mean, the old arena was named after him. Uh, the new place is not, but, uh, you know, it's a tough job because uh, you're up there close to ACC country. Uh, the state of South Carolina doesn't produce a ton of talent. It's hard to keep the really, really good ones home. The Raymond Feltons and those guys go to North Carolina. You know, it's hard to hard to do. So, and it's proven out. Uh, it's just hard to keep it going. You make it have a good year here or there, but it's hard. But the South Carolina fans are great. Uh, they'll support yeah. if you give them hope. So, but they've got they're getting it done in women's basketball for sure. Oh, yeah. Hey, Coach, is your buddy that coached up there that coached at Murray State, Coach Popeye Jones, he's still with us, uh, Steve Newton, wasn't that his name? Yeah. Um, let me let me say this in the right way. Steve Steve is with us. Um, Steve is uh, is struggling. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's he's really struggling at home. I talked to I talked to his wife a couple of times. Uh, but he is, uh, he's got dementia. He's really struggling. Oh, goodness. I hope he, my uncle had that. It's, it's not, it's not kind. That's no, a, no, it's just yeah. a slow, it's a slow process, but it's, it's a no yeah. fun process. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Thank you, well, Cowboy. Well, Thanks, Cowboy. Right, I'm glad you remember Steve. Yeah, thank All you. All right. Thank you there, yep. Cowboy. All right. I need uh, to call him again. Steve. All right. Uh, Alabama, I want to get your take on a couple of different things and we'll get to break here. They're going to play Wake Forest. Uh, so if you're, uh, Nate Oates, uh, do you go over there just worried about, I mean, you want to win, but you're not, it's not, it's not going to count your record. Uh, so do you go over there? With the philosophy is we're going to kind of see what everybody can do. This is the last opportunity. Um, I want to look at different lineups. I want to look at my best shooting team. I want to look at my best defensive team. Or you just go over there and play a regular game and just play it as it, as it comes and, and, and try to, try to win the game. Or do you use it more as an opportunity to look at your team? I think you look at teams. I think his problem is I don't know what he does about his injuries. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's you, if you've got a guy who's almost getting well, I don't think you blame. Uh, if he's almost getting well, if a guy is, is, I think he's well, he's ready to go, then you blame. Uh, you have a lot to have a lot of, co- a lot of confidence in your trainers and doctors, which they, they, which they have very good ones. So I, I would say if it's a mm, strain on a muscle or something, I, I wouldn't play him. I wouldn't play him. Would you um, – Steve Forbes, friend of ours. Uh, yeah. I should have started to get Steve on. But uh, would you 
do a scout report on Wake Forest because you're going to do a scout report on a regular team and try to, you know, defend their actions and, and treat it like a regular game? Or do you just say, you know what, well, I'm not going to worry about what Wake Forest does. Uh, I mean, I do want to know if they play zone or man or whatever, right. but, or do you just worry about Alabama and not worry about having a scout report in for a game? I like scout, this? I scout and correct my guys at the halftime. Okay. I don't give them, I don't give them a report. I let them get, everybody's got to defend, you know, what our defensive rules are, you know, how we play the post people, you know, what we do on the perimeter. Um, and, you know, my, my defense was numbered and, um, which I got from Krzyzewski, which is okay. You know, number it don't mean jack crap who's, who's guarding them. But, uh, I, you know, I, I just put our defensive and offensive stuff principles in and, and run it. And at the halftime is when I start my scouting report. You know, we're not doing this and this and this and this. So that's that's the way I would do that. I, I let them. I want to look at look at it and see who can, who has comprehended what we have done thus far in, in if with our defensive rules and offense. All right, uh, good stuff. All right, phone lines will be open. We'll come back. We'll. Um... Got one or two other questions for you, then we'll get the blue plate special. Uh, let's talk about Bob Prince and Prince Glover and Hayes. Have an uh, injury, and you feel that injury is, was avoidable, and it shouldn't happen to you, uh, or somebody comes after you, uh, that you feel like is a mistake, or you're on the highways, and uh, people are not doing the way they're supposed to be doing. They're reading the telephones and wrecking you. Um, and you need some answers and you're confused at what you can do because you've lost a lot. Then you call three, four, five, one, two, three, four, Prince Lover and Hayes. Uh, they'll visit with you on the telephone about the problem. And then if you feel, they feel that it's necessary for them to go further with it. then you go by 701 Rice Mine Road and visit in person and they will represent you in the right way. They'll know how to do things. They'll know the law. They'll be get you on top of things. They'll make you think about what you need to do, and they'll do it with you, and they're not trying to get your money. They're trying to do the right thing to help you, and they'll do it right. Three four five one two three four. Prince Glover and Hayes. PrinceLaw.net is the website. I always remember, if they don't win, you don't pay. It's a tied 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. No representation is made that the quality of services performed is greater than the quality of services performed by other lawyers. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the towns of Nissan, traffic center, a major wreck, U.S. 43 near County Road 11 in Demopolis has closed the highway. Use an alternate route. Mid-Larry Heavy westbound at 43, 69 southbound backed up at Union Chapel, and 43 southbound backed up at McFarland. These are some super deals from Towns and Nissan. Two, four, six, eight, up to $10,000 off select Nissans. Go see them. They're your friends in the car business. And I'm Captain Ray. Reg- Need to know what's going on with the Crimson Tide? Then subscribe to our YouTube channel for exclusive content on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. All right, uh, 
We want to thank Tuscaloosa Toyota. Go to TuscaloosaToyota.com out on Skyland Boulevard. We had a great conversation uh, with Justin yesterday. He said he got a ton of new cars on the lots out there. Uh, they got a few Grand Highlanders, the Camrys, uh, the great trucks out there. They're ready to make you a deal, as he always says. They're not in love with anything. So get out there today, and they can uh, take great care of you. If you want to schedule a service, you can do it right there on the website. If you want to go to the website and look at the uh, inventory on the lot, you can do it right there at TuscaloosaToyota.com. All right, uh, Dad, let's look at the Blue Plate special. Not a ton of great games or some... Uh, good games. Uh, I know you've been looking at a couple different games. Just maybe talk about what you looked at, but what scared you away and where you ended up going. Currently, uh, Noah, he is five and three. This segment is brought to you by Chuck Norwood. Go to chucknorwood.com and Remax of Gulf Shores and looking to purchase a place down at the beach. Uh, great investment down there. There's only one place to go and that's Chuck Norwood and the Remax of Gulf Shores. 251-948-12. One, two. All right, Dad, where, what are we doing this this week? Well, Remax, uh, again, appreciate them being our sponsor. Um, I, I I looked at a bunch of games, and I couldn't find a lot that I really just, just knocked me, my socks off. And, but I I, uh, I looked at A&M and, and South Carolina, and I looked at uh, Auburn and... Mississippi State, and I know Auburn doesn't have any quarterbacks and uh, hadn't played well, and they got beat. Mississippi State won a game against Arkansas. Got all that. And te- Texas A&M games. Texas A&M had an off week, so they're rested better. Their their injuries or beat up guys or have a chance to play better uh, there, and uh, so that's good. Um, it's fourteen and a half. I don't like the half a point. I, I, I you know, uh, South Carolina's beat up, but also they've got a passer that could score quickly if if A and M fell down to pass defense. Um. So I, I, I for for two days I I I picked that game, and um, it's gone up a half. I think it's gone up a half a point. Isn't that right, Barry? 14 and a half. Yeah. Yeah, it's gone up a half a point. I was reading, I said on Tuesday, I wish one of these games was state, but I could pick it now because I probably picked it. I'm picking Auburn. Uh, it's six and a half. And, uh, I, I think Auburn, I think, I think Auburn plays hard. And I think that, I think they really coach them from Saturday to Saturday as far as getting in there and trying to decide what they can do to hurt the other team. And what they can, what they've got to do to keep from getting hurt. I just do. I, I know that everybody's raising cane about old Miss and so forth. I, that's the reason I asked Bill Cameron yesterday what kind of crowd he thought they were going to have, and he didn't. He didn't give me any kind of answer. Uh, he hoped. He hoped this. He hoped that. I don't think. It, I don't think the home field advantage will be what it is at A and M. Probably. Um, uh, uh, but I uh, but I do think the ones that are there give them some home field advantage. I, I think they have some home field advantage. Whether it's a great home field advantage as it has been in the past years, maybe not. So, based on those two, I don't know on both of them. 
I decided that on the team of six and a half rather than the team that was that was it was heading to get fourteen and a half. So I, I've taken I've taken Auburn, and um, we'll see what happens. So you're going to take but. Auburn, uh, Noah minus six and a half versus Mississippi State. Now I'd be interested to see. We got some Alabama fans, Noah, that bet this blue plate special religiously. All right. Will they bet Auburn? Will these guys bet Auburn? Uh, do they believe in the blue plate special that much? They can bet against me. Uh, will they bet Auburn? Uh, be interesting to see. So, all right. Uh, we'll get that tweeted out. That's brought to you by Chuck Norwood and the Remax out at, uh, down in Gulf Shores, Orange yeah. Beach. Uh, go to Chuck Norwood dot Calm. So, uh, Auburn, uh, minus six. Yeah, that, you know, Doug Bell says the people in Vegas, they don't take those high points. And you did that last week with the 19. Uh, Oklahoma did win, but they won by two. So. Oh, my heavens. Yeah. You know, I, I, the best bets for me, cause I, is, is, is home field advantage at home with your team. <laughs> I, I I got a bad habit of that, and I, that's what I thought on Oklahoma. And I got some thing. I got something that said Gus Malzahn has won the last seven after he's lost like that, and I said I don't think Gus Malzahn played. Uh, so um, anyway, so what? All right, uh, there you go. So the other games, we'll look at those. Uh, Tomorrow. All right. Another basketball question for you. If you had a, which I do, I have a bunch of really great kids on my team. And it's, I've got, you know, I could go a lot of different ways as far as starting. There's probably two or three guys that are clear cut starters. And, and I've done this in the past. Uh, and everybody wants to start. No, I don't know if you know this, but starting is important. You want to get your name called and run out. It's a big deal to you. That's but, right. Uh, so it is. I've done this in the past. I want to see if you like this idea. Uh, I'll let the, I tell the players, here's my phone number. You text me who you would start. And don't feel bad about picking yourself if you think you're one of the top five guys. Now we gotta, you know, obviously we can't start five centers, but who is our best starting lineup? And then go with that if who the because I, I i trust these guys to pick who they honestly think uh do, do you like that approach dad or do you just say forget that i'm i'm the coach i'm going to pick the starting line i let the players decide then as the games get going you know people will play better in the games than you thought they were and you could kind of go from there but it gives them a little investment in it and, and then there's no bickering this is what your teammates this is so whoever gets the most votes Starts. Have you ever done anything like that? No, I don't think I would. <laughs> you wouldn't go that route. I don't believe I would. I think I, I would just because you're going to get parents involved. No, no, not that you. No, well, the parents not going on. The parents. Some of the parents are so uh, not clued well, in. The parents and, ain't going. I mean, it is. So they're going to say they, they say he don't even know who to start. He had a, he had, had to ask Will who to start. No, they ain't. Okay. Uh, okay. So I just, okay. I'm just curious sometimes what they think, you know, uh, they, they practice every day. They, you'd be amazed. It'll be about, there'll be about one or two guys that, uh, won't be on each one, but, but you know, it's, uh, they'll, they'll pretty much do the right thing. They'll get it right, but it's close. Like you don't know in some of these situations. So I thought sometimes that's a good way to give them a little ownership. Well, now, there's a bunch of players I didn't trust. I wouldn't, 
I wouldn't do that. But I'll, yes. I'll do well, something about it. Yes. God uh, told me about somebody yesterday. Was for he he didn't call much about come some deal he's got. So it's everybody's everybody's got a deal problem. Yeah. All right. So somebody tweeted in here or text me that he's played the Blue Plate Special since the Sunny and Wimp days. Uh, we live in Burton. Regardless of the team picked, he's never had a losing season. I don't, is that true? Have you never had a losing season? I don't think I've had a losing season. I had some seasons that were closed. I had one season that's outstanding. Chuck Norwood. Uh, he says he's, I don't think Chuck Norwood's going to, his heart's not going to let him bet all by right. so I think he's got to do what you got to do. I think he may find yeah. another game. But that'll be the I, one that hits when he doesn't do I hit, I, you know, I look at two games that I can't decide the last two myself. Chuck's so. breaking the gambling rules, Noah. You never bet with your heart. Uh, so if you're not going to take Auburn, then you're betting with your, <laughs> you're using your heart, uh, in betting. So anyway, I will take this last break. Uh, somebody called me. Can you bet Auburn? Yeah. Even though you're an Alabama fan, if you knew it's, if you know it's going to be a winner, if you know, I got, I, I, I'll give it, I'm going to give you a coaching idea, which I, I don't uh, mind telling you when, when we come back. All right. You listen to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the towns of Nissan, traffic center, a major wreck, U.S. 43 near County Road 11 in Demopolis has closed the highway, using an alternate route. Mid-Larry Heavy westbound at 43, 69 southbound backed up at Union Chapel, and 43 southbound backed up at McFarland. These are some super deals from Towns and Nissan. Two, four, six, eight, up to $10,000 off select Nissans. Go see them. They're your friends in the car business. And I'm Captain Ray. Coming up next on the Stingray Show. Former Notre Dame point guard back in the 1990s and current radio host of his own show, Doug Gottlieb, will join us on the next edition of the Stingray Show to talk about the Pac-12, talk about college football as a whole, and, of course, give us his take on the upcoming college basketball season. You do not want to miss Doug Gottlieb on the Thursday edition of the Stingray Show. Tune into the Stingray Show Thursday night from 8 to 9 p.m. on Tide 100.9.